Would your relationship survive a year-long journey to the toughest places on the planet? The moment I saw PJ, I was head over heels. So I proposed to her. Yes, 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 yes. And that moment was everything I dreamed of. We want to find out if we're really ready for marriage. So we'll spend the next year in eight of the world's toughest places. Finding out how men and women in the most remote tribes get their relationships to work. I want to christen that part. Not like that. <laughs> You're disgusting. I think the team is going to discover I'm my own girl. Don't do it, don't do it. Oh, no way. Can you stop faffing about because I'm ready to go? Am I an adrenaline junkie? I suppose yes, you could call me that. Oh my God, it's so scary. You're not a pubescent teenager anymore. I don't think you need to keep proving yourself. If this is the team that I'm expected to live with on the road for the next year, we are in big trouble. What should a marriage be, PJ? Oh, God. Guess what, Tim? Not this. If you've got that many doubts, then why are we together? We've been through better and worse in sickness. He's withering with pain. And in health. <laughs> Till death do us part. Tim! I feel like we're dying almost every time we go on one of these bloody adventures. Is that not enough? That is the trailer to the Netflix hit Extreme Engagement, featuring an Australian couple who travelled around the world for a year exploring marriage customs in diverse cultures. The World Nomads podcast bonus episode. Hear amazing nomads sharing their knowledge, stories and experience of world travel. Hi, it's Phil and Kim with you and thanks for tuning in to this episode from wherever you get your favourite podcast featuring this week around Tim Noonan and PJ Madam. Tim is a world-travelling filmmaker, a multi-award-winning cameraman, journalist and television presenter and PJ is a United Nations award-winning reporter, producer, writer and news anchor. anchor. High-achieving couple. Can you share some of that around? (laughs) Stop hogging it. They put their relationship to the test to find out if they should get married or not. So did filming extreme engagement tear them apart or bring them closer together? You know, you can't go through something as crazy and as extraordinary as those 14 months and not be together. I don't know. Well, I you mean, can. That's quite easy. Eh? Well, <laughs> you broken up a long time ago, you know what I mean? Like you would have just bailed. And trust me, we tried. You know, like there are a couple of moments, really dark moments where, I mean, we were quite open about it, but we were like, right, you know, I hate you. I hate you too. You know, let's just get out of here. And so in a way what you see on Extreme Engagement was probably watered-down yeah, version. watered-down version because it was so hard and of course travel changes you in so many ways and it challenges you and brings out the best and the worst and maybe all the sickness on top as well because we were quite sick you know throughout the that year but when when it all is said and done to go through that and come out the other end you bonded in a way that i think i don't know it's hard to describe but i just think what doesn't kill you makes you strong. yeah like <laughs> since, since then we've barely spent a day apart which is what a lot of people find quite odd um, there have been a couple of times where, you know, we thought, oh, we should have total breaks after the show, after the experience, and we just, you know, re- regroup on our own individually and then come back together. But we just haven't done it. And it's just been we haven't wanted to. So, yeah. I mean, we're soulmates in that uh, oh. sense. <laughs> so, I mean, we figured, or at least I figured, that, you know, we would be able to survive this crazy adventure and that our love was strong enough to you know, make it through almost anything. Uh, and it, I think the biggest shock to me was that, you know, just how close we did come to breaking up. I mean, there was a time sitting in the Amazon 
and we were five days from any sense of civilization. And PJ and I were looking at each other, just going, "Well, how do we how do we do this? How do we break up?" And um, <laughs> like, I think if it hadn't, if we been hadn't been so remote and so isolated. We might have probably given it a shot, <laughs> but, but, uh, we, but tried. We, we were forced to like work our shit out. You know, we, we put ourselves straight into the fire, you know, as fools in love. Um, and I think we, we sort of blindly went into our own self-designed experiment to be stronger at the end of it. And um, thankfully, it worked. Mm. Oh, that that fantasy got smashed for us. I mean, for anyone who thinks, oh, this is just an Instagram couple wanting to travel the world and take lovely selfies, it was not that. Um, no, it was it a really, was... really strong woman and a very needy man. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> no, it's him. Female perspective on it. Oh, he, was, he was doing my head in in the first episode in, when you are in Cameroon and you had to do that women's ritual thing that was going to take hours and hours and hours. And Tim was so worried about you, he kept sort of, Sneaking well, into the camp. Know, like, I mean, look, we're very different people now to what we were, and it's like it's almost cringeworthy looking back at those original episodes because <laughs> we, because yeah, travel does change you, right? So when we we're we're very different now, but when wind the clock back and put us back into that scenario, we, you know, we I was absolutely petrified that PJ would hate being out in the wild so much, and I had a equated that moment to being the end, you know, for her wanting to go home before we'd even begun. Right. Um, so in my mind it was all over. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Okay, can I just recap uh, to this point so far? A, you've got Stockholm Syndrome, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that's terrible. He did, he, we, yeah, I get where you're coming from now. My, my dad, for example, and my brothers, they were like, oh, PJ, you know, poor Tim, you're doing our head in. Like, God, he's just wanting, you know, like look at his outlook and he's just trying to embrace everything and give it a go and he's, he's just worrying for you. Like, you know, we really divided opinion which I think is what relationships do you know like you see a couple that you know and you might have an insight into what their life is like behind closed doors and you you know I'm I'm sure everyone has that those friends or the relatives or even their mum and dad where you know they might inject in and go oh well actually kind of she's right and kind of he's right but I can totally see how he's pissing her off and I can totally see how she's a pain in the ass and it works both ways yeah so it's a funny thing it's a funny yeah and very much it was an adventure to go through all of the, I don't know, the hang-ups that each of us have and be forced into a position of, I don't know, extreme therapy. <laughs> you <laughs> needed to confront the darkest little corners of yourself to have a relationship that isn't codependent. What sort of hang-ups do you mean? Oh, look, I think, you know, both of us had our separate issues. I mean, we, we, we went away and we were... You know, like we were filming a, a series for Netflix, but it was real because we never went away with a shooting script. We had a wish list and a plan of the sort of things we might like to do, but the theme of every episode surfaced as soon as we got to a place. And like we used to laugh to ourselves thinking whatever we start arguing about will be the, you know, what the episode mm. becomes about. Um, and you can guess like what you might be filming, but it was so fluid Um 
you know, a lot of the, a lot of the times people thought, oh God, wasn't that so scripted? And the funny thing was, our whole mission in making this show was to try to be as authentic as we possibly could, you know. And of course, you put yourself in some gnarly situations um, for the sake of the adventure and filming it, but uh, you can't fake the reactions that you're going through as they're happening because there was no stunt doubles. We were in the middle of nowhere with very little access to mobile phones. We had a scratchy satellite phone that could call in um, back to, you know, our friends and family if we if we really needed or get a helicopter out if we were in a dangerous situation. But the dangers were real. Um, and it pushes any couple like... You know, most some some couples think it's a testing uh, time to go on a you know wine tour in the south of France, and they can't survive that. Well, we were pushed to the absolute limits in the most extreme places on the planet. So yeah, you confront everything from codependence to jealousy. You get forced to communicate properly. You we had to deal with um, aspects of both of our pasts that uh, you know haunt virtually everyone on earth, um, right into their adulthood. Uh, and a lot of people don't get that opportunity to go there and to actually make peace with all that stuff. And I think we tried to squeeze like 10 years of marriage into one year and it certainly worked. Well, yeah. you don't need, yeah. you've been engaged for four years, hadn't you? And only spent about four months together before you embarked on this experiment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, the, the stats were kind of not with us, but then at the same time, like, you, we couldn't have gone into this without that kind of blind, blind optimism that everything will work out and there was still a bit of that fools in love, as Tim put it, um, attitude. Otherwise, I think we would have just fallen flat on, on our faces. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a couple, a couple of times people have said, oh, you know, um, but surely things were scripted all, you know, the lamb being born in Mongolia or the chick uh, in the egg in Papua New Guinea, like moments like that it was like, we didn't have an army of producers on set with us, you know, like people forget. And I think that there's kind of like been a wall broken into a lot of, particularly in Australia, Australian reality TV shows. Like if you look at Married at First Sight or The Bachelor or Bachelorette, there's quite a lot of intel that comes through from the behind the scenes and the making of those shows to then, you know, the public domain where people are kind of aware that things are very, very heavily produced. And the audience in a way, comes to expect a bit of that and they know that that's what they're dining on whereas with us we didn't have that we didn't have that help like in a way because it would would have like strangely would have helped but we had no assistance in that in that style and um everything that you saw were one shots like you know those moments those pivotal moments you know there's no way we're going to go back and do that rapid ride like that's you know it was (laughs) dangerous so these things were really really pushed us um, but that's also where we discovered a lot about ourselves and each other. And speaking of production staff and what have you, did Jimmy Hamilton try to get any Star Wars characters into the documentary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, no, Jimmy. Jimmy. So, you know, we we had one person on uh, that travelled with us and he's a, a, my best, greatest mate. Um, we edited, he was my editor for many, many years and then he came with me on another show called Boy to Man and we travelled the world 
while I put myself through all these crazy manhood initiations. <laughs> oh, um, we've scarred him for life, though, I think. We've scarred him on this one. <laughs> he's a joint friend of both of ours. And yeah, we it's couldn't been amazing. Have, I mean, probably he was more like a counsellor. <laughs> now, you learn a lot about yourselves, but you also learn a lot about how people treat the Institute of Marriage in different countries around the world. What was, which is the premise for the um, for the series, what, what was one that stood out to you most? Oh, God, I think through all of them, a massive common thread for for me was that they didn't need to officiate it. So it was this belief that you were married, but there was no certificate in sight. There was no priest who had both their hands. There was no, um, the ceremony was a bit different. Like, you know, they had different takes on, on that definition, but there was nothing that kind of went, oh, here you go, there's a ring and now you're married to Tim or here's the certificate and that makes it legal. So concepts of what made it go from a relationship to a marriage was very grey and loose probably from our eyes. It's a personal eyes. choice. Yeah, and it was this interesting thing where it was like, no, 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 if I say I'm married to this person, um, I'm married to them. And, you know, that, that concept for us, like you can just imagine, like just sit with that for a sec and just go, but hang on a minute. <laughs> You know, I've come from a, 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 a well, um, you know, I guess from an upbringing where you have a white wedding or there's some sort of proposal, you know, the wedding, and then there's obviously a, a ring and a certificate, it's legalised. And that's what I always thought was the start of the definition of marriage. Um, but there, it's not, out there, it's not, it doesn't uh, translate. And no. that was kind of beautiful for me because then you really then had to look at, well, what is marriage? Like a lot of people want the wedding, but don't understand what they really want from the marriage. Like a lot of people want a baby, but don't really think about parenthood. You know, it's kind of those big moments of transition in your life where you kind of think too much of the milestones and not so much about what it means. So that, that for me was my takeaway. Oh, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, we, we went away uh, with different fantasies about what married life should be. And the biggest question we get asked is, are you actually married now? And PJ and I sort of look at each other and go, well, did you see the show? <laughs> did you yeah. did you watch to the end? Because that's not what we were trying to do um, by going on this adventure. We were trying to, in our own minds, redefine what marriage meant to us. And it took both of us individually two different journeys to get there. Um, and they were very real. But when we when we did have that revelation, it was like, well, we why do we need to officiate it for the state? We already consider ourselves married. It's 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 a personal thing. It's a commitment to each other, and it's a commitment that we live out every single day. Yeah, but that's really controversial. Like a lot of my friends still don't buy it. A lot of them are like, yeah, but you're not really married. We don't. What does know, that mean? But it's you know? their definition of what they're placing on us, right? So it's, yeah. Like one one really pivotal story in this, um, which nobody knows, is that we we were in a really dark place be- between the two last countries, you know, the um, Papua New Guinea was our final destination. But before that, we were in Brazil and we were in a really dark place. And um, we did want to break up and getting out of there, you know, uh, without killing each other was extraordinarily difficult. And we came back and we did a counselling session um, with a guy that we'd been seeing for a while and sat there determined to sit down and work out how we could break up. (laughs) And then we, we had this amazing session where we had our own revelations about what married meant what what why I proposed and why PJ said yes and he made us write down uh, you know separately our answers to those questions and when we read them back out our answers they came back as vows and the vows were like 
totally in sync and it was to keep growing for as long as we possibly could together. Uh, and that's as much, it was a commitment to do that. And that's what marriage is. And he said, well, that's what marriage is. And we were like, yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> and that's what it means to us. Um, and it doesn't mean that we have to officiate it through a religion. It means that we've officiated it through ourselves. So what do you think, I mean, you know, you often hear when people break up, they say, oh, we just grew apart. Do you think that's just as valid oh, well, as that personal sort yeah, of commitment? Yeah, no, 100% that's as valid. I mean, I think the thing is you've got to be open to growing, you know, spiritually together. I mean, that's why we mm, wanted to... Alongside. Side alongside side. each other. And that's why we, we wanted to do this, I guess, experiment, if you like, because we were forced, we both made a commitment to dealing with our own baggage um, and we continue to do that or at least try to remember to do that every day. And I guess as long as you're growing at the same rate as the other person and, and, and we're both dedicated to sort of that amount of self-inquiry and self-discovery, then you're going to be okay. I think a problem comes with some couples where one person wants to look deeper into themselves or has bigger aspirations or whatever than the other person and then you start to fall out of sync Think, yeah and very much so like that first initial love like lust stage we we bar pushed past all of that and we just got straight into the meat and potatoes of a relationship <laughs> um, well the stuff you know that like the ugly side to the relationship where you're like oh wow that's also you or that's also me you know and there are parts to I guess your partner where you think oh I didn't see that or I overlooked that or I didn't I just brushed over I didn't care about it but now I'm seeing you for who, who you are and it undoubtedly you're revealing very much more about yourself your fears your insecurities your um uh, perceptions and projections your baggage like as tim said was talking about before about everyone like having some kind of past i mean everyone's got baggage whether or not they like to admit it or not um particularly for the people who say i've got no baggage i instantly think you must be loaded with it because yeah. like you everyone does everyone comes with preconceptions into a new relationship and often you know sometimes you don't even realize when you're self-sabotaging so it was kind of like what I know, I know that the show was quite, you know, entertaining and it was, you know, we were able to take the piss out of ourselves and, you know, make fool of ourselves and all the rest of it. But deep down, there were fairly big messages because we were genuinely going through them. You were one of those people that said you didn't have baggage. <laughs> yeah, wow. I actually did. Yeah, that was me. That was me. Yes. <laughs> if you rewind, press pause. I was one of those people who said, oh, I'm fine. I've got nothing to worry about. And you see one of the episodes very clearly. See, I'm talking from experience here, but yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just but, I don't want to be a preacher right now. Yeah, know, I mean, look, it's hard, it's hard for us not to sound like we're preaching, but we did really feel like we had major epiphanies along the way. And one of those was like, you know, the only way to be truly free is to deal with your thoughts and your perceptions, which are, are always caused from like a reflection back onto your past that you're scared about something happening in the future, uh, if that makes sense. So yep. we, the only way to, to overcome that is to find love for things that you've perceived to be traumatic in your past. And if you can do that, and it's really confronting to do that, but if you can do that and find love in traumatic situations, then you're free. 
And that's why we do it's what not, we do. not for everyone. Look, basically, we've come, we've moved from Sydney to Hobart. We, we now hug trees and we sing Kumbaya. <laughs> no, you and we don't. This is what it sounds like, right, guys? Like, life is short. It, it's tough. You know, it, it doesn't always go well. But, hell, you've got to have some tools in the shed to be able to cope with it, and that's ours. <laughs> but yeah. can travel help? Because listening yeah. to you guys, we have interviewed a lot of couples that have travelled and uh, – not about the, them specifically travelling together, but they're just having the same experience and we chat to them about that experience. But then there were this other couple, uh, Sarah and Tim from A 21st Century Odyssey, and they were heading off on a 21-month uh, honeymoon. And we would uh-huh. catch up with them routinely. And the big question, the opening question every time was, have you guys had a fight yet? No, no, we're having a really good time. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. I don't think they had any baggage, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was finding it hard to believe. So travel and, and travelling as a couple. Yes, but then they – and then we about the third time we spoke to them, they fessed up and they'd had one, hadn't they? Oh, they'd had a fight over <laughs> who was going to watch the iPad or the – Yeah, yeah. The, yes. It was something really <laughs> trivial. About referred anger. Yeah, it, it was nothing <laughs> like right, being in it. Cameroon. <laughs> Do you know – and I think that's the key. The thing was like PJ and I had actually fought about nothing until – we embarked on this adventure. We didn't. Mm. We didn't fight at all. And the Very and, boring before that. Um, and then all of a sudden, it wasn't just that we were traveling on this adventure, but we. All, it was also our production company, and we all of a sudden had, you know, a dozen people working for us. We were navigating, you know, everything in a business sense with Netflix to employees to like managing the editing and everything as we were oh, coming payroll, back and super tax, all the boring you know. stuff. And you're like, it wasn't like it's enough for, you know, a couple to go into business together and um, to navigate that world. But we were also putting ourselves like in such extreme scenarios where, the, you know, they were dangerous and um, we would, I think, you know, it like, it did push, it did push us. Hmm. I don't know. I, I challenge another couple to, to be put through that and not have an argument. I, don't, I think it'd be impossible. <laughs> One of the funniest reactions we get is that a lot of people instantly go, oh, I wouldn't have worked out with blah, my, my partner, or, um, oh, you know, she would have driven me bonkers and they're referring to their wife. So one of the funniest reactions we get is people instantly relate to the show through their own eyes and through their own relationship that they're currently in. And we did have one person say to us that actually <laughs> they had such a, big fight throughout one of the episodes with their partner sitting on the couch, I presume, that they'd kind of broken up and then they, you know, they had this weird moment so that, you know, they had to press pause on it. They had this fight and then things cooled and then eventually, like, months down the track, they thought, oh, let's just start watching Extreme Engagement again. They're just a bit like, oh, 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 do we go there? Because last time it didn't go well. Yeah, you could, I, I really enjoyed it. You settled for the moment. What is next for PJ and Tim? Well, we really want to show other people how to do the same thing. So we're um, we're planning some tours at the moment um, that other people can go on to have similar profound experiences, not as extreme, but um, certainly as profound. Um, we're very excited about that, and we've we're also um, planning to teach people um, online how to film their own adventures as well. Because I think behind it all, when you realise that Actually, there's, you know, for those people that want to have that adventurous spirit and um, want some sort of extreme self-discovery, then, um, you know, when you can realise that, that 
sometimes uh, events that you in your life that um, you think that there's obstacles or challenges in front of you, if you embrace them almost like the plot of your own movie, you um, it becomes okay. Well, it's, it's a form of therapy in a strange way. Like That's how we found it anyway. Like a lot of people would often say to us, how on earth could you feel yourselves going through all of this? But actually um, there was something so therapeutic about it. I, I, know, I know it's a weird sell, but like, again, it's not like the Instagram, everything's happy, happy and hashtag couple goals kind of a designed story. It's like, it was, it was very much like, Oh God, we're in this shit right now. But it felt kind of cathartic to, to have a bit of a process where, you know, we were able to go through it and, I don't know, just almost like self-analyze. It was, it was, it's a funny feeling and one which, will, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll better explain one day. But, yeah, we, we, um, we want to help others do the same. Love it. All the links you need to Tim, PJ and the series Extreme Engagement in show notes. And to share your tales of fun or fury on the road with your better half, do you travel well with yours? Uh, yeah, we do. We're great. Yeah, re- yes. <laughs> Never, never a crossword. <laughs> oh, what about you? Y- yes. No. Well, you've just bought a van, haven't you? Yes, we're going to kit that out, and that'll be close confines. Actually, we do. We fight to the death at home, but when we yeah. travel, we travel well because we're very like-minded. Oh, yeah, I think that's it. It's like you've got to have the same sort of goals in mind. Yeah. It's like, I, and my wife and I, we're sort of big beach people, so once we get anywhere near a beach, we're pretty happy. I think. Nice. And you just let Joe make the decision on what destination you're going to. Yeah, well, I'm not unusual in that. Eight out of ten women make the travel decisions. That's oh. Yeah. Why? Uh, Control? <laughs> oh, no, you better organise that's all. <laughs> oh, you, you said know. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if- no, I mean, blokes would just chuck the bags in the car and go to the airport and get on the first plane that they found. <laughs> Have you, you know? not travelled with me? Haven't we been to <laughs> Melbourne together? Well, if you've got any tales you want to share, email yep, podcast at worldnomads.com. Hey, next week is our 100th episode. Woo-hoo! And we've got a very special guest. We'll see so you. we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Amazing nomads. Be inspired.